season with us. New cards. Welcome to Spoiler Season, Episode 3 of Ixalan. Uh, Katie, pretty exciting that tonight we only have a reasonable number of cards to review instead of like 40 like the last couple nights. Yeah, this should be a shorter episode uh, with the same sort of in-depth analysis you've come to love and experience. That's right. And as always, we want to start off by thanking Flipside Gaming for their support. Check them out at flipsidegaming.com and New England Comics, where you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge. So, Katie, what's our first card of the night? Yeah, our first card of the evening is Wanted Scoundrels. This is Black One for a 4-3 human pirate. Right sounds good. But when it dies... Yeah, let's just stop there. Uh, card's great. I would play it. Let's do it. Yeah, the problem Next. is you can't stop there. I mean, even if you white it out, I think you'd get in trouble. Oh, if you... Mm, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe. So the text. When it dies, target opponent creates two colorless treasure artifact tokens with tap, sack to add a mana of any color. Okay. Is it a trap? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> but it's so temp. I mean, this rate... I'm like, oh, you could throw like this, Amid Eternal... The green, like, for a 3-3, three, three, you know, there's so many ways to get big creatures for cheap, cheap. For cheap, cheap? Cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap. Um, so here's here's my problem with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this reminds me a lot of the green 3-3, three, three, that when it dies, or when it enters battlefield, um, your opponent gets to Search fetch a land. Yeah. yeah, fetch a basic. And this is kind of similar. Like, can you imagine playing this on turn two? Your opponent kills it. Okay, well, say your opponent's on the play. So you play this on turn two, they kill it, they untap and play Scarab God. That would be bad. Or they untap and play Glorybringer. Yeah. They, like, it's <laughs> ramping, <laughs> like, this clearly wants to be in an aggressive shell, right? If it wants to be in an aggressive shell, you want to play it out early, and if you're playing it early and your opponent kills it early, two mana, ramping them for two, that's like, if my math is correct here, two-thirds of a Black Lotus, so i i don't think this card is good i think it's bad downside way 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 too serious yeah because the ability to like for them to play a like i mean ramping by two it's like an hour of promise you're giving them a free hour of promise on turn two Hmm. and all they have to do is use a lightning strike on it (laughs) yeah yeah uh what about unlimited is the ramp as scary in limited interesting in limited i still think the ramp is pretty scary um but I don't think it's as bad and limited as it is in Constructed. Uh, we have to wait and see, too, what kinds of cheap removal there is. Because if this thing is, you know, in a really aggressive limited deck and it can come down early and just hit, like, a couple of times, you might not even care if they're able to resolve, like, a five-mana hefty dinosaur uh, if you've gone aggro and wide enough uh, by that point. Um, it's just that the power level of the five drops in standard is so high. Yeah. Um, I think it's just too dangerous to play. But in limited, um, if we don't have any, you know, I mean, we have lightning strike at uncommon. Um, we'll have to see what else there is. Uh, if this will reliably die on turn two and you play it, not great. Otherwise, I might be down to play this in an aggressive deck, aggressive pirates deck. Cool. Next card is in a foreign language. So we're going to consult the mythic spoiler rough translation and that says wild growth elemental green one for a one three elemental uh whenever a creature you control explores put a plus and plus one counter on this creature and gain three life interesting can i just make make a side comment that yeah. i haven't modded up yet i just like i'm really looking forward to all the jokes about uh, i'm going to explore uh i'm going to explore again two two explores 
two explorers. I'm looking forward to lots of two explorer jokes uh, in this set. Poor, poor guy. Does he still play? Uh, I think like what happens is he gets he got banned, and then he comes back, cheats again, gets banned, and just like does this over and over again. So, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'd have to check, but I think that's generally how it's been going. So got it. So watch out when you explore. Make sure that you really have those explorers. Yeah, only explore once, unless you can actually explore twice. Then that's cool too. <laughs> uh yeah but so i guess in limited i think i would almost definitely play this uh two for a one three is fine and if you can get a couple counters on it this i think you know gets pretty hefty for two mana yeah. pretty quickly i mean it blocks so, reasonably well yeah I'm, I'm so on board for this in limited i feel like this is not gonna make it into constructed it's just not doing enough yeah, another thing to note is that it does specify uh, creature explorers. Right. So you're, you're not, I don't know if there's anything other kinds of things that explore, but if there are, then that means that it wouldn't get it off of that. Um, it's cool though, because it's like, you know, is like half of what Tireless Tracker did, where like whenever you cracked a clue, it would pump itself, and this also gains you three life. Um, but Tracker also generated the clues itself, and this card can't actually explore itself. So you need some way to reliably <laughs> explore um, right. But if there's a deck that just has, like, a ton of exploration going on, uh, then, yeah, maybe. But, maybe. yeah, I'm not optimistic. I, in, const- yeah. in Limited, I think it's quite good, as you said, in Constructed. Skeptics. Skeptics. Very skeptics. Um, okay, great. Uh, the next card that we have coming up is Conqueror's Galleon. I know you like this one, so I'll let you take it. Yeah, so I... I mean, first, if you have a chance, look at the art. It's just... Really a huge, pretty boat on Gorgeous. The water. I love the color scheme. I yeah. love the color yeah. scheme. So many oranges and purples. It's gorgeous. Just just like he said. Um, so this is a four mana artifact vehicle. It has two power, ten toughness. That's a lot of toughness. It is a lot of toughness. But surprise, you should attack with it. Because when it attacks, exile it at the end of combat. Then return it to the battlefield transformed under your control. And you have to pay four to crew it. Sorry. Pay four? It's crew four, not Ooh, pay. Okay. You have to crew four. So pretty hefty cost for a two five, uh, 210 body. Okay, you said it transforms. What does it come back as? Yes, it comes back as Conqueror's Foothold. How did they conquer anything with a two power vehicle? It's just, They just got a foothold. They didn't conquer Okay, okay, okay. Right? That's okay. why. They just it, kind of set up a base camp on the beach. Exactly. And then All like right. the real, you know, the better pirates will come and like really okay. take over. Yeah. Cool. Got it. So on the other side, it is a land. You can tap for colorless, or you can pay two, tap, draw a card, then discard. Pay four, tap and draw a card, or pay six, tap and return target card from your graveyard to your hand. Any card, that's cool. Yeah, target any card. <laughs> hmm. Thoughts? I mean, so it, it is a little weird that it's two power, but you sort of want to attack, I assume, because you want to get to the other side. Um, crew four is really hefty. This is an excellent blocker, though. Great blocker. Like you don't have to attack and flip it. You could just be blocking with it. But crew four is really pretty hefty. That could be crewing with two to three creatures. It is a little awkward because, um, on the one hand, like it is a good blocker. But in order to block with it, you have to crew with something or some combination of things that have four power, which could also be blocking themselves. So that's a little awkward. Um, and then second. Like you said, this is really, like, it's not a good creature uh, when you're on the offensive. So, like, you're really just wanting to flip this as soon as possible to make it into it the land. And then even when it's a land, like, 
you get to pay two and tapas. You're paying three total to loot, or you're paying five to draw a card, or seven to return a card from your graveyard to your hand. Um, it's a lot of mana. Yeah. I think I think this is not going to be playable and constructed just because the costs are way too high, and oh, this is way too, too much work. Too many hoops to jump through. Not great. In limited, I like it a lot more because, as we've mentioned before, mana sinks are just great. Um, you know, you you have to you often flood out a little bit and um it's nice to have somewhere to put your mana and being able to draw extra cards or uh you know return things witness them back to your hand uh even for seven mana it doesn't matter sweet yeah okay so i was thinking unlimited because i was like maybe unlimited like would you just like block with it but no you're right like it's a good mana sink it's just even in limited it's kind of a lot of hoops to jump through if you're playing it on turn four you know I don't know what the rates are in, in this set yet, but in uh, hour you had five for like a five, five, right? So if they double block with two, five, like if they get a five, five down. Well, yeah, honestly, I mean, depending I on how early you attack, they can just block with everything. Right. And this won't even trade because right. it's only two power. Right. So like they could block with everything and you literally, I mean, yeah. So it, it just, we'll see. I think it would be okay in limited. I think it's going to come down to the speed of the format in limited because if you can, if it's a little bit slower, then this I think is really good. But yeah. if it ends up being, which I don't think it will, because uh, not many formats are. But if it's like a what the white red Amonkhet hyper aggro format uh, where you're just attacking all the time, then this card becomes it has no chance. Yeah, a lot worse. Four mana is a lot. You're tapping out four mana. Play this. You probably don't have four power on the board in turn four, which means you're throwing away your fourth turn right. to not impact Can't the board. Yeah. And that's, that's a little sketchy, for being honest. Yeah. All right, our next card is Thematic Compass. This is a two-mana artifact. You can pay three, tap, and search a library for a basic land card. Reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. At the beginning of your end step, if you control seven or more lands, transform the compass. And what does it do when it's transformed? Yes. Well, as all of the artifacts in Amonkhet, it transforms into a land. Amonkhet? Is... We're back in Amonkhet? Oh, uh... Nice. Ixalan. Egyptian compass. Uh, Find your way back to Bolas. No. No? <laughs> Spires of Orazka? Orazka. That's the city of gold that everyone's looking for. Oh. Yeah. Really? We found it so quickly? Sorry. <laughs> 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 um, all right. And you can tap to add a colorless or tap... Untap target attacking creature and opponent controls and remove it from combat. Sweet! That's a cool ability. That's super, super sweet. It's like kind of a reprint of Maze of Ith, which is awesome. Uh, the one So this uh, produces mana. Maze of Ith did not produce mana. Downside, uh, this cannot um, remove your own creatures from combat to save them. Um, mm. But this is still... This is this is so great. All I mean, other downside, you have to do a lot of work to flip it. You don't have to do a lot of work. I okay, mean, you just no, but pay you have two to... mana and you're good. Like you pay two mana and then if you have seven lands, it flips. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a cost because like, but but like even oh, I like this card. I can't help myself. So I think that this card. Um, some people have been talking about this in a ramp deck. I think it's bad in a ramp deck. I don't think you want this in a ramp deck um, because. Yeah, like you're paying two mana to do nothing to not ramp then you're paying three mana to not ramp but to hit your land drops which you should be doing anyways because you're a ramp deck 
Mm. Um, ramp decks want to accelerate the rate at which their mana is being produced. This does not do that. It does not ramp you at all. So I don't think this goes in a ramp deck. I think it goes in a control deck. Um, this is a great, I think it's like a two of, because you don't want to have too many of these. Um, but I like this. It's cheap. It's colorless. Um, it can fix your mana um, when you have nothing to do. If your opponent takes a turn off, if you you know you want to glimmer, go ahead. But if you're glimmering specifically to try to find a land, eh, you probably still glimmer. But uh, <laughs> this is just great to make sure that you continue to hit your land drops in, in control. Um, and then it flips into something that's like a repeatable removal spell, uh, which it's like a getting at the trials type thing, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, like this alongside getting to the trials is going to make it very hard for your opponent to, to attack you. I do like this a lot better in a control deck. I'm still, you know, getting to seven lands, that's that's really the late game. If you're at seven lands, like you're probably in a pretty good place. You often are, but I think that this like, this really just helps make sure that you don't, like you can afford to um, not like you can afford to fall behind a little bit right this like buys you some more time to find answers or find sweepers um which which is really nice hmm. um and this is so cheap and like it doesn't require a whole lot of you um i i kind of like the card kind of like the card maybe i'm wrong and maybe it won't see playing control decks but i, I kind of think it will i want to play it in a control I deck i'm I, still a little skeptical and like but why deck just lets you like get like because so it's like two mana do nothing like you could be casting a removal it doesn't i mean yeah so that's but you're not gonna play it on turn two sure um but then like i think you cast it on turn five because then you have the option of countering something or fetching a land Hmm. okay so you play it on five fetch a land or counter something hit your next land drop hit your next land drop turn seven this flips and you're gold Okay. Get it, Araska? Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, how much are you worried about cards like a breed taking this out? Like when you're on six lands or something? Um, that's a good point. I guess we'll have to see like how much there is uh, of that. Um, I another reason I think I'd want to cast it on five is because that way I can like guarantee that I get value out of this. So if they abrade it, that's fine. It just turns it into a land in my hand. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I don't. It's obviously a weakness of the card, but I, I still like it. And I, I do think, like, this with Gideon of the Trials is good. Um, like, you play Gideon early, force him overextend, board wipe, play this, it flips. Like, how is your opponent getting back in the game if every single turn you're able to nullify two of their creatures? Yeah, no, it just it's feels a like it locks them out. Effect. Maybe you even play blue and you play Dovenbond, and now you have three <laughs> cards that, like, are nullifying your opponent. Uh, that that's tantalizing to me mm-hmm. as a control lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. I think it's a cool card. Uh, anytime they reprint these kind of old powerhouses uh, with a new spin on them, it's sweet. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that sees play uh, in constructed. Yeah. Our next card is Sanctum Seeker. This is black black two for a three four vampire knight. Whenever a vampire you control attacks, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So this is making the vampire deck look a little bit better and limited, I think. Yeah, this is like our first Vampires Matter card that looks good, I think. Yeah, um, we've seen cards like this before. Brutal Horde Chief uh, back in like Fate Reforged, um, along with Sorn Campaign of Vengeance or something. When Shadows or uh, Eldritch Moon, it was the white-black three enchantment 
that drains your opponent every time creatures attacks. Okay. You played this card and won with it. Oh, that sounds great. If I yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, so I like this in a Vampire Travel deck, particularly because what we've seen of vampires is they like making some little vampire tokens mm, with true. Lifelink. So if you get to just like swing five of them and drain five, that's not bad. Um, and yeah. the, the cool thing about this is it's on a body that's very reasonable. Yeah. Because the problem with Campaign of Vengeance was that it was a good way to like close the game if your opponent was really low on life or you were already ahead. Um, but it was a pretty bad card by itself because it didn't do anything. A 4-mana 3-4 is reasonable, and it's an irrelevant tribe. Um, and it just has this pretty substantial upside that rewards you for playing other tribal vampires. Yeah. I guess one more thing to note is it is each opponent loses one life. So if you are a two-headed giant fan... Yeah. As we were. As... Yeah. This weekend. Yep. When champion. we crushed... <laughs> we crushed at GPDC. The two-headed giant. 4-0. 4-0. Yeah. What did you play, Katie? Tell me. Tell yeah. the viewers. The viewers want to hear. Viewers the with viewers their ears. Their viewers, they're viewing yeah. with what, their ears. What did I play? What did you play? Two what, Giant. Our pool was boss, and it crushed. What would yeah. you play? I had green white. I had the angel, the white white two angel. Angel condemnation. Mm-hmm. Exile stuff. What else do you have? Had a kitty cat. cat. Yep. Pride sovereign. Yep. Made that more was cool. cats. They usually answered it. And how many Dauntless Avens did you have in your deck? I had three Dauntless Avens. That Dauntless was pretty Avens. sweet. I have to say, though, it was sort of hilariously frustrating because I had the 3-5 camel that you get a 1-1 yeah. if you have a tapped creature, and I could never keep any of my teachers yeah. creatures tapped because Dauntless Avens trigger is uh, not optional. And you kept... Uh, um, you never got the opportunity to like untap an exerted Pride Sovereign. Or an exerted yeah. angel of condemnation with I your Dauntless Saving. So sad. And what did I play? Why don't you say what I you played? I played Grixis with Kefnet and Scorpion God. And that was it. I mean, that was basically my deck. It had the gods in it, bunch of removal, and I was a happy camper because I got to play control and you got to play your creature stuff, which is great. So I would control the board early, you'd build up your presence, and then we would crush them. Very relevant to the spoilers. Yeah. From also relevant if you ever happen to play two at a giant again in uh, Amonkhet, Ramanok Ruins. Oh, so good. It deals two damage to each opponent. So, so every good. desert is a four damage burn spell. Yeah, they 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 twelve this. It's yeah. But we still won. Yeah, but it is it, anyway. So all of these each opponents great in two at a giant. That's all we'll say. Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> we're pretty much two at a giant aficionados now, with our lifetime win rate of like. 41%. Yeah. yeah. Very strong. Very strong. All right. Next card is a Kite Sail Freebooter. This is black one for a 1-2 human pirate with flying. When Kite Sail Freebooter enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a non-creature, non-land card from it. Exile that card until Kite Sail Freebooter leaves the battlefield. So it's a duress stapled to a 1-2 flyer. What do you think? What do you think? Well, it's not quite a duress because they can get it back. True, and it's, it's exiled, more like so. a brain maggot or something. Yeah, it's like a brain maggot with flying. Yeah, and two toughness, so it doesn't die to walking blast. Wow. Yeah, as easily. Um, yeah, what do you think? Do you like it for for any anything? I mean, do you like it for your commander deck? I, what what commander deck? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would play this in limited. I'm not positive. I mean, I'd smash this in limited. Yeah. And by that I mean I would draw it and then smash it onto the board with enthusiasm. Okay, because you're expecting to hit a removal spell? Uh 
I mean, because, like, people don't play that many non-creature spells in Limited, so I just feel like you have low odds of hitting stuff. I would still probably play it just because it's a flyer and this a pirate. Say, I like flyers in black, and, like, if this this comes down early, you'll probably hit something. People usually run, like, six-ish non-creature spells, so, like, the odds they have one in their opening hand or, on like, you know, they've drawn into one in the first two Turn turns of the two, game seems yeah. decent. Uh, and then, like, it feels so bad killing this. Like, you're going to gain tempo if they kill this, because they're going to spend probably more than two mana to kill it. And we're, we're talking about limited. Right. Um, and if you've taken one of their non-creature spells, you're, it's like the Thought Knot problem, where, like, you Thought Knot their removal spell away, now they can't deal with Thought Knot and get their card back. So, I like it in uh, limited. And in constructed, I also think it's playable, because um, you know, as, for the same reasons as, like, Thought Knot Seer, it's like a... But only thing is, like, you might not want it against every deck. Would it be, uh, like, a sideboard card for control? Yeah, or in the right metagame. But, like, it does okay. feel like right now with the top decks being Teamer, which runs, like, Ugh. a bunch of attunes and Harness Lightnings and just, like, a Braze. Yeah, but do you really care to get in tune? Yeah, I'm pumped to get in a tune. I get to take two energy and a land from them. Yeah. That's... I think, I think a tune would be a great hit. I mean, they probably are not going to have one in their hand because... It's a one-minute spell, and this is a two-minute creature. But sometimes they draw the multiple tune hands, and they can only cast one on turn one, and you get to snag the second one, which is sweet, because often teamer players will keep hands that have, you know, two lands and two attunes, and then you get to punish them hard for that. And if they flip on, uh, miss on lands, great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so teamer runs a decent number of spells. Ramen Up Red runs spells. Uh, Control runs spells. Like, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of spells right now, and... We've been looking for a duress effect. Uh, and this, this one's is, stapled onto a body. Yeah, which like for control decks is worse, but for other decks is probably better. And I do like this uh, with Scarab God as well. I think the ability mm. to whip this back as a 4-4 four, four flyer that takes something is pretty strong. Yeah, that is pretty exciting. All right, well, I'll be interested to see where it ends up in Constructed if it if it does make the cut or if it's a sideboard card. Yeah. Yeah, I am excited for it in Limited. I think in Limited it's strong. Yeah. Um, next card is Pirate's Cutlass. This is three mana artifact equipment. When Pirate's Cutlass enters the battlefield, attach it to target Pirate you control. And equipped creature gets plus two, plus one, and it has equip two. So for as far as equipment go, what do you think? I mean, I always like these equipment that auto-attach when they enter, because it's annoying to have to pay both costs. Yeah. Uh... That said, plus two, plus one for three mana still feels like not a great rate for equipment, but, you know, it, like, never goes away, and you just keep moving it around, moving on to your flyers. I don't know. I might, might play in a limited deck with a lot of pirates and flyers. Yeah. But it, it doesn't feel like it's doing a lot. I feel like uh, it's a pretty medi like, mediocre to subpar card. If you don't have a lot of pirates, because oh, yeah. three mana is expensive and two mana to equip is expensive, and like equipment are always, some decks are always just gonna want them because like you're short on playables and you're aggressive or you have flyers and you want to hit hard, right? Um, and you want something to be able to, you know, keep making sure your creatures are are hitting hard. Um, but I think in pirates, I I like it. I actively like it. Like three mana for plus two plus one is fine. Um, and then after the pirate dies, just switch it over to something else. Um, I like it if you're in a, a deck that's heavy on pirates. I'd say you'd have to be running like six, seven, around there, seven pirates before I would say this card is like actively something I'd be interested in playing. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. 
Our next card is Overflowing Insight. Blue, blue, four. No, no, no. Blue, 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 four. Blue, 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 four. Blue, blue, blue. Total of seven. Blue, 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 blue. Sorcery speed player, target player draws seven cards. So, do you know what this means? I, I do not. Please inform me. I'm going to tell you. Okay. What is the name of that enchantment that our opponent played against us? The seven mana blue enchantment. Oh, Swarm Intelligence? Swarm Intelligence. Okay, so here's the plan. You play Frank Sanity. Yeah. Uh, no, no you Frank don't. Sanity don't play Frank Sanity. Don't do that. Yard. card's bad. Play uh, <laughs> uh, Swarm Intelligence. And then play this and mill your opponent for 14. Yeah. I mean, not mill them, but make them draw, draw 14, 14 cards, cards. And then, you know, they'll they'll lose yeah uh yeah no no don't do it don't do it yeah um no definitely not i'm joking (laughs) joking um i think i think uh it's interesting they put target player because like that's a thing uh is people used to play blue sun zenith which was like blue blue x or blue 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 x and draw target player draws x cards uh and the blue sun zenith would allow you to uh mill out opponents uh, as a win condition um, and, you know, when you needed to otherwise draw cards, you could use it for that. So this card is just funny to see target player again. Usually they yeah. don't have that happen. Um, okay. Would you run it in the sideboard of a control deck so you could bring it in in the control mirror and then it's like you could draw seven cards or if the game has gone on for really long, you could mill your opponent Definitely seven. not. Just run it, Pino Rivulet, <laughs> honestly. Like... I, I really do think that blue control deck should be running if new Revealer in the main board for the mirrors because it really wrecks mirrors. Like, it, it's just such a good way in game one when you have Revealers and your opponent doesn't. Like, it's very hard to lose. Um, no, in standard though, I think this card is pretty bad. Uh, sorcery speed is what kills this. If this was an instant, uh... it'd be really good because you're paying seven to draw seven. Uh, but right now, this is competing with Pull from oh. Tomorrow. Pull from Tomorrow doesn't see a lot of play. But uh, for the same cost, seven mana, uh, it would let you draw five and discard one at instant speed. And honestly, that is fine. Um, like as a control deck, you're rarely going to have zero cards in hand, um, which means that like you're gonna have to discard to overflowing insight anyways. And and I can't emphasize enough how much the sorcery speed on this kills it. Like it's so bad at sorcery, <laughs> and you're tapping out, and that's just something that you do not want to do at all. It reminds me a little bit of. Um, a card was drawn zero play was Ugin's Insight, which is blue, blue, three. It's still in standard. Uh, you scry equal to the greatest number of mana cost on permanent you control and then draw three cards. Um, and like, you could, if that was an instant speed card, it would be pretty fantastic. Uh, but as a sorcery, it's horror bad. Uh, and like, you know, not necessarily in control because they don't run a lot of permanents anyways, though with Gear Hulk, sweet. Um, but well, a deck like Teamer or something maybe could like afford to run this, but because it's a sorcery, it's just so bad. Sorceries are bad. Doesn't have a chance. Doesn't have a chance. Sorceries are not bad in in all decks. They're just particularly bad in control decks. In control decks. Yeah. The only thing I'm willing to tap out for in a control deck occasionally is either a win condition, a sweeper, or that's pretty much it. That's yeah. Yeah. That that those are the ones. That's uh that's it. Or uh, sorry, a hand disruption spell. That is very very cheap. That's it. Uh, that's why even like I'm even like skeptical of walk the plank. I think like two mana to kill something. That sorcery speed. Yeah, sorcery speed might be too bad because you want to cast it early 
and that's also when you want to be able to like see if your opponent does something if they do counter it and then like if they don't kill the threat on board right and it just doesn't allow you to do that so yeah overflowing insight uh i don't expect to see a lot of play in standard you're not overflowing with enthusiasm for this card definitely not the insight that you should take away from this is that uh pull from tomorrow is significantly better than this card and pull from tomorrow sees play as like a one to two of in control decks at most uh it's often just not even in them um yeah i do think in limited strong like (laughs) i would play this if i'm in blue uh, the ability to, like, in the late game in your top decking, draw this and refill your entire hand seems very difficult to lose after you've done that. So, I like it in limited and standard bad. Okay. Next card. I'm Red- so sad because in the fuzzy sheet, it, you couldn't really tell if this said Sorcerer Instant. And uh. its playability entirely hinged on that. And I'm, so I'm sad to see it's a sorcery. Oh, well. <laughs> it's always been a sorcery. You just didn't know it. Yeah. But I wish it was an instant. I know. I know. I'm just going to... You mentioned whiteout earlier. If you just <laughs> whiteout right instant, see if anyone notices. I think everyone will notice. Because everyone will be like, wait, why wasn't I playing that card? <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, because you cheated. Oops. I, uh, two explorers. Two explorers. <laughs> Our next card is Wily Goblin. It's red red for a 1-1 one, one p- goblin pirate. And when it enters the battlefield, create a colorless treasure token artifact. What do you think? I like it. I like it. Two mana that uh, puts you up. It like ramps you one. This is uh, basically like, uh, yeah. I mean, I like it. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be like fantastic in standard unless there's a deck that really wants artifacts. And like I've mentioned this a couple times before, but if there's some kind of a like improvisey deck, then like maybe. But even then, you're paying two and you're getting a one one. It's pretty bad. Well, I'm not. I'm not excited about one ones for two mana. No, that's pretty bad. And red red also is. Right, it's a hard constraint early. Yeah. I like it in limited though. In limited, I play it because uh, ramp is sweet. Okay. I I think like in this is in red. Dinosaurs are in red. You can play this in dinosaurs. Uh, I just I think ramp is like pretty decent it looks pretty decent there's a lot of good rampy stuff in this set for for dinosaurs so i'd, I'd be excited to play this in, in limited fixes your colors as well which is uh important which we talked about yesterday right is that you're to want to access the three colors for pirates and dinosaurs and treasures are going to help you to do that as well yeah okay so i i actually you're right i do like it as a sort of color fixer ramp card um but like generally the base rate of two for a one one like not even hasty horrendous horrendous so i really feel like you have to think that your colors need help or you have big enough stuff that it's worth getting to faster than your opponent in limited that i that you would play this and you have to take into account the double red yeah i don't and like i think as long as you're you can hit the double red i i mean if you're heavy even just on four drops i'd usually be happy to play this because being able to play um, it's why like mana dorks have been so good. Like the ability to play something a turn early just is sweet. I just I, I like it. I like yeah. it. Mana dorks are repeatable though. They're I know. usually also two cost and they're repeatable ramp. This is one time and smaller than most mana dorks. They're usually one two. But wait, you're not taking into account. This is wily. Ah, it's a wily goblin. What a sneaker. I, you, yeah, you can't you're not gonna trick this guy. He's too wily. Yeah. All right, and our final card of the evening is Savage Stomp. This is... <laughs> People are going to cast this card and 
talk to their opponent about how savagely they're getting stomped as they cast this card. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, green two for sorcery speed, uh, for a sorcery, and uh, it costs two less if you, if it targets a dinosaur you control. Roar. So put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control, then that creature fights target creature you don't control. Mm. Oh, I forgot to mention, Katie. When we talked about Kite Self Rebooter. Yeah. Human tribal. Uh, I just missed it tonight, so I wanted to apologize for that. Yeah. Um, so Savage Stomp, what do you think? I mean, so first of all, in Limited, I always love fight in green. It's just good removal. It's a little risky. How so? Um, oh, you mean generally fighting? Yeah. Yeah, you get sure. blown out by removal spells and combat tricks. Yeah, but that's like, that's what you sign up for in green. Your removal. That's is why not you don't play good. green. You no. play blue. No. So in green, Hashtag I love this color. as a removal spell. Three mana. Hashtag for... make modern great again. No. Hashtag Jason Wayne sculpture. Three mana for plus one plus one and fight. I think is a totally reasonable cost. And yeah, it's um, like a cartouche, but slightly yeah. worse. Yeah. Doesn't give it trample, right? That's the difference. Right. Right. Um, well, I guess not slavers because you don't have to fight with the cartouche. You have to fight with this. So yeah, they're just slightly different cards, but they're similar. Um, the cost reduction is interesting. It's nice, but if you have a dinosaur, most of them are pretty big, so yeah. it probably doesn't matter. Doesn't feel super relevant. We'll have to see if there's enough small dinosaurs in like the dinosaur tribe. <laughs> if there's enough small ones, then like uh, I think this card becomes pretty good pretty strong if there's like two and three mana dinosaurs and you can fill out a curve with them because this is just like a great play it pumps the little guy makes him a little bigger clears a blocker out of the way get your aggro on i'm a fan yeah oh they yeah look there's a dinosaur in the art obviously yeah how could there not be a dinosaur in the art of a card that cares about whether or not you target dinosaurs the dinosaur is uh savagely stomping something Um, what's it it looks like maybe another another dinosaur dang Dang, that's brutal. That's rough. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so that's it for tonight. Uh, that was nice. We got to spend a little more time on each card without having the overwhelming, you know, 50 spoilers. Splendor? To talk about. No. Splendor. Overwhelming spoilers. Oh, overwhelming. Yeah. Very <laughs> good. Um, so, uh, you know, thanks, viewers, for tuning in, checking it out. Viewers with your ears, of course. That's, you know, what we do. Um, and hopefully you'll tune back in tomorrow for the latest uh, set of spoilers that we'll be getting tomorrow uh still looking forward to vraska still want to see what she does patience this is like the third day second day Katie, of having access spoilers? to almost the entire rare sheet is not enough i need to know what vraska does yeah i was i played vraska um last time she was in standard i played her in a soul tie planeswalkers deck alongside what was her? I, don't, I don't even know what she was vraska was like generally not thought to be great but she did end up seeing play at the end of the format i believe in a jund super friends um, she was, I think, green, black, three. Okay. And I think she came in with somewhere between three and five loyalty. Okay. Uh, you could plus one her, and uh, any creature that dealt damage to her would be destroyed at the end of combat until, like, your next turn. And you could, like, minus two or minus three her to destroy any non-land permanent, I think. Oh. Which was pretty cool. It was, like, an abrupt wow. decay. Uh, and then her ultimate made the three assassins that if they oh, dealt damage to a player, that. they killed the player. If they dealt any damage, they're like one ones, right? Yeah, one one assassins. Yeah, and That's I'm sure it. she's gonna. Her design will be a little bit different here because um, she's a pirate now, and you know maybe that maybe she'll make assassin pirates instead of just uh, normal 
assassins. That doesn't sound like a very different design. Hey, they're pirates. <laughs> they get pumped with uh, Beckett brass. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what she does. I, I'm I'd be interested to see if they try to do something with like more of a, her uh, Gorgonness and try to maybe turn a creature to stone or something with a, a plus or minus. Yeah, because I'm hoping she goes in a nice little control deck. I we're losing Soren. We're losing Liliana. We're losing Jason Raveler. We, we still have Bolas, but I don't like Bolas. We need a good control planeswalker. So hopefully Vraska's going to be You're going to play it. a lot of gods, so like... Grixis do gods! Need, do you even need a planeswalker? Getting there. Probably not, but I still want one. Yeah. I want what I want. Um, any cards you're looking forward to seeing? I Not that I know of. Oh, I guess it makes sense. How would I know what <laughs> else? Vraska is like the only yeah, other card we really right? know it's about. It's not like the cycle of Gearhulks where you're like, oh, I'm excited to see that. Like, there aren't any... We haven't seen, like, cycles so far. Yeah. I mean, sure, I'm excited to see more artifacts that turn into lands. Those are Me pretty too. cool. Those are pretty cool. I don't think any of them will be standard playable. What? Oh, okay, we saw one today. I just generally assume that artifacts won't be standard playable. Interesting. Why is that? Because of a braid? No, I think just because I still, like, I know we have Godfarrow's Gift, and we've had Oketra's Monument, and we've had vehicles, so actually there's a lot of standard playable artifacts, but I still think back to, like, the good old days where we just had like bad equipments and like like bad artifacts and yeah they like, didn't see any play the artifact lands oh, those were terrible and then you know skull clamp that saw no play okay i was not playing then <laughs> neither was i actually yeah. oh wait no i was that was right when i started but i wasn't playing competitive standard at yeah that point, so i built an artifact deck put all the artifact lands in and i was like wow these are really good as i crushed my brothers repeatedly yeah uh, i wonder, wonder why yeah so uh, tune in again for tomorrow for the latest and greatest. And that's it for tonight. Thanks again to Flipside Gaming, flipsidegaming.com. Check them out. And New England Comics you can find on NEC Coolidge on Facebook. I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.